Welcome back to the show, everybody. This is the upper tier, and this is your Premier League preview. Match week 37. Joining me as always, the Dazzler, the penultimate Premier League preview, Darren. How are we? A bit, I'm a bit tout emotional. We'll have to get that Snapchat filter going, will we? Hell yeah, man. Jesus. We'll have to get something going over these long summer months. It's been a long road, hasn't it? Absolutely, it has. Absolutely. And you and you're not even a United fan. <laughs> I've had I've had some aspects of the season that I've enjoyed. All right, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Still, uh, wor- uh, still worried about how it might end, though. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could hit the skids here completely, couldn't you? And end up with a Carabao Cup. The thoughts of it, the thoughts of it, just gives me chills at the moment. To be honest, um, let's get into this Premier League preview. <laughs> We start, I suppose, we have to include the FA Cup. So we start Saturday, the FA Cup. We let our viewers know we are going to be dropping a preview for the FA Cup final with yours truly, the Dazzler, is going to be hosting the show. I'm going to be on representing the Reds of Liverpool and Aim will be joining us from the Chelsea Royal representing the Blues. So it should be an interesting uh, preview, to say the least. But let's get into this FA Cup final, Chelsea versus Liverpool. Yeah, listen, I, I get to have my say on this, I suppose, now, because, you know, when we, when we do this later on, I'll be uh, impartial in the middle. You'll have your say later as well. <laughs> um, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, if you look at the Carabao, it was a great game, wasn't it? Um, You know, I think I couldn't believe the, the Chelsea that showed up, if I was honest, because I didn't really expect it. And I, and I said that in the in the rerun. Um. But yeah, I think I'm, I'm, I'm going to, as a neutral, enjoy the game, I think. Um, but as for who I'm siding with, I can't see past Liverpool, if I'm honest. I just can't. You know, um, Chelsea, have, Chelsea have obviously did a good win last night and stuff like that, but I just can't see past Liverpool for, for the FA Cup, I have to be honest. Um, you know. Normal time. No, no, you could have. Um, you might get extra time. You never know. Uh, if I was betting on it, I think you'll do it in normal time. But okay. if the Chelsea shows up, they showed up in the Carabao Cup final. They'll make it toughest. They really will because they were very good that day. I have to say, very, yeah, very good. Absolutely, we'll go in depth about it on the preview. Anyway, I'm kind of thinking two-one Liverpool, but very tight. You know what? <clears throat> I think I'm gonna go. 3-2 Liverpool oh, so goals couple of goals yeah. um, let's get into Sunday then where most of the action happens for the Premier League starting off 12 o'clock Spurs versus Burnley yeah I mean Spurs are putting Arsenal to the sword at the minute aren't they mm. um, you know fully expect to see to see the Spurs juggernaut keep going um, I think I think they're in a great shout now I have to say of getting that fourth spot um, they're obviously a point behind Arsenal now with two games in hand. They're home against Burnley and they're away against Norwich. I expect them to win both. And, and Arsenal have some difficult games. They're away at Newcastle, which we know isn't easy. And then they're home against Everton, who may need points to, to stay in the league. So I'm probably sitting on the uh, probably sitting on the Spurs side of defence at this stage. I think Spurs, you know, will will get a win at the weekend, and I think they'll. Uh, I think they'll be Burnley comfortably and I think uh, they'll get the fourth spot as well. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, I think Spurs will beat Burnley. Um, yeah. 
Aston Villa versus Palace. Aston Villa versus Palace. Obviously, great news for Aston Villa tonight with the with the complete signing of Philippe Coutinho. You know, it's a great piece of business even before the um, before the window opens. People you know? will be shocked when they hear the undisclosed fee. Well, the undisclosed fee is twenty million, isn't it? Yeah, twenty million. Listen, Paris have lost a few quid on that, haven't they? One or two euros, all right. Um. <clears throat> I don't know who's putting the deals together for Villa, but they've done a pretty good job of that one, I have to say. Mm, absolutely. You know, um, I think, I think you know, Sunday could be difficult because obviously Palace, you know, are, they're out of that FA Cup and they can put their, their best team out week to week and stuff like that now, you know, and and I feel like um, we're, we're starting to see the best of some of these lads. I think the boy Elise and Wilfred Zaha have been excellent in the last few weeks. And, and I think they'll cause Villa a bit of bit of difficulty. Um, but again, on the other end of the on the other side of the coin or at the other end of the pitch, I think uh, I think Villa will cause trouble with with Buendia and with Coutinho and Ings and and Watkins, mm. you know. So it'll be a good game. Um I think Villa might shade. Yeah. And let's 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 just go two one Villa. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Um, it was nice the other day to hear Stevie even saying mm. that uh, even though they haven't really got a card in the game, he still wanted to finish top half. So you still hear that competitive nature in him even yeah. at that stage in the season. So it was good to hear that. Um, Leeds versus Brighton. Leeds are... Leeds are staring down the, the barrel of a shotgun at the minute, really, aren't they? Yeah. Um, and I don't think it's going to get any easier with the, with the arrival of Brighton to Ellen Road. Um, you know, obviously Brighton were super last Saturday, even in in taking United apart. Um, as bad as United were, I think if we look at how good Brighton were, they were phenomenal, and they did something that they don't tend to do very often, which was they opened up uh, the onion bag and, and put a few goals past past uh, David de Gea because all season the Brighton's football has been very good. They haven't necessarily managed the goals that their players deserved. Last weekend, they did. And uh, I think that could spell trouble for Leeds. Yeah, they're in serious trouble, aren't they? Losing these players. And, and last night was... I suppose you'd only describe the performance as disgusting, really. I mean, they were just... They were more interested in kicking the shit out of people than they were out of playing football. I thought that the Calvin Phillips challenge was terrible. I thought the challenge on Kovacic was absolutely woeful. You know what I mean? I just, I just I think thought the, I thought the challenge on Kovacic was absolutely dreadful. And the only thing I will say is, you know, if we look at the boy Dan James, he's typically not a dirty player, and um, it is what you would call out of context for him. And you know, when you're get a little bit over exuberated and stuff like that, but it's still, it's not, it's not something we want to see on a pitch. Like those, those challenges were outlawed for a good reason, you know. Yeah. Um, he could have he could have quite easily, you know, ended the guy's season or even worse with, with a tackle like that, if I'm honest. Yeah, absolutely. What are we going here? Brighton? Yeah, I'm going Brighton 3 1. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Wofford versus Leicester. Yeah. Um I suppose Wofford picked up a good point during the week against Everton, didn't he? But you know, with all already being relegated, they haven't got a whole lot to play for. Um <clears throat> now there's a guy we mentioned quite a few times on the on the previews and on the mashup this year, and um, the boys Joe Pedro the plays with them. Yeah, uh, I know Clinton Morrison watched the watched the Wofford Neverton game tonight, and he spoke very very highly of the kid. 
he thinks they should try and keep on hold of him because he thinks he could be a, a very good player in the championship for him. I'd be surprised if he stays. I think he's a super, super player. He hasn't necessarily got the the uh, the results and the and the stats, you know, the goals and the assists that he would have deserved maybe this season. A lot of really, really good players. I think there's a lot of teams that look at this kid. He's a fabulous footballer. Um, as far as for the weekend, I can't really, um, I can't really see past Leicester if I'm honest. Yeah. You know, good win last night. Jamie Vardy back in the score sheet. Um, you know, James Madison as well. Yeah, Barnes, Barnes on fire. Barnes on fire. Well, you know, the thing about Barnes is Barnes has been on fire a lot this season, but he had he didn't have somebody there to put the ball in it. Mm. And now he has Jamie Vardy back, and now you know he he'll he'll probably rack up a couple of extra assists between now and the end of the season. You know, yeah, he's a tidy um, little player, isn't he? <clears throat> Barnes a very tidy player. Really, really big fan of his. I have to say. Um, and then when you've got Vardy and Madison and the boy Adam Ola Luckman from the other side, and then you've got Jusby Hall and, and Tillemans in the middle, like it's solid, you know. Um, I, I think I'll go Leicester 3-0 here. Yeah, I think so. 3-0. Sounds good show. West Ham versus Man City. West Ham versus Boiled Ham. That was me that I used to say. Yeah. Um, yeah, listen, after last night, I think I think this would be this would be huge if if West Ham could get something out of this, but I don't necessarily think it's too plausible at the minute. The, the, the problem for us at the moment is not only do we need West Ham to win, we need them to put three or four past them. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, and you know, I don't necessarily think a West Ham victory is completely out of question. I think it's a stretch, but I don't think it's out of question. If you look at how they've played all season, you know, it's been difficult for them because they've had that two game a week with the with the Europa and stuff like that. Um, and, and I think that it stretched our squad a little bit, you know. I think yeah. they'll really try and get at City at the back because obviously, you know, we, we can see what they're missing at the missing minute. Missing players, yeah. Missing players from that back. Now, listen, here's the thing. Can can West Ham be good enough in the midfield with Declan Royce and Thomas Suchek to get them on the front foot and get the likes of Jared Bowen, Soy Ben Rama, Manuel Lanzini, Mikel Antonio onto that back four? If they do, they'll make it very tough for City. But if City get out and if City play and if City get those one twos and those triangles around them, could be, a, could be. I, I could see a City win. Um, but I think it'll be tough because you know going to that uh, that London Stadium, it's not an easy place to go to. You know, as, really as, not an easy place to as, go to. As we know. <laughs> yeah. As we know. I, I could, I could possibly see a little bit of an upset here. But I don't think it's going to be enough to stop the city, uh, the city snowball from gathering pace because I think City could drop points here, but I think they'll only they'll only drop two, which will mean a win on the final day of the season will win them the title, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough one. I, I think West Ham <clears> on that day they are capable of winning against anyone. Yeah, but it's that goal difference now. I mean, I don't know what you made of Kevin De Bruyne last night, but when he scored two. I was going, I am sick of this guy. I can't deal with him anymore. But when yeah. he scored the third and the fourth, I just had to stand up and applaud him and go, this guy's sensational. <laughs> yeah, he is. You know, <clears throat> he's unbelievable. Um, and again, he's a guy that doesn't necessarily get the numbers he deserves at times. You know? Mm. Yeah, um, quite a first mean, half. Quite a first half of the season. But boy, God, has he come alive. You know, and he's come alive. But listen, when do good players come alive? When their teams need them to. And and that's what he's done. Timing as everything's in in this game, and he's popped up when needed. And um, I'm gonna surprise everyone. I'm gonna go two two at the weekend. And um, I 
I think West Ham will, will have enough going forward to trouble City. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I think it could be a, a tough day at the office for City. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see them pick up the win, but I think West Ham will get something out of it. And I'm going to say 2-2. Two, two. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to stay consistent. So I'm going to go with a West Ham win. But I think it'll only be by the odd goal, if anything, 2-1 or 3-2 or something. That, and I still don't think that'd be enough for us because I don't see us putting a whole load of goals past Southampton, to be honest, anyway. So um, it, it, it'll make us feel a little bit better going into the Southampton game, but I just don't see us. I think that goal difference now, I mean, you know they're 19-plus goals in their last five games? Yeah. Goal difference. Like, it's incredible. And him scoring, like, scored a hat-trick, uh, three, left, three left-footed goals for a right-footed player. Yeah. Scary, just sensational, like you know. And then Haaland and Alvarez to come in, scarier again. Um, it really is. Wolves versus Norwich. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I suppose Wolves weren't really great to the night, really. Last Wolves week. can kind of fuck off. <laughs> I was hoping for them to do something. <laughs> yeah, but you know, look, I watch, I watch part of it. I caught. Oh, I just thought some of what they did was. Was naive, you know. You look at you look at the boy Trinkow come on the weekend against Chelsea, and he ran amok, absolutely ran amok. Got them back in the game, um, and and got the two two draw. Starts him on the bench. Yeah, you're going. Yeah, it's weird. Like I, I'd I'd love I'd love to know how Jimenez starts before Huang as well. I'd love to know. It's yeah. it's it bewilders me at times. Listen, I, I I get like not that I get it, but. Jimenez, he's going to offer you something different. He's going to hold the ball up and he's going to try and bring guys into play. I think, you know, Chan, I think is he's going to he's going to try and you know play on that on the last defender and 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 make runs and time runs well and get in one on ones with keepers and stuff like that. You're not going to get a whole lot of that from Jimenez because he doesn't have it in his game really. You know, um, he's a different kind of player. I suppose if you're a Wolves. You don't want the ball coming back as quickly, maybe when you're playing in Manchester City. So I can kind of see that one, but still, I just thought some of the stuff was was strange, you know. And it doesn't help when you're a guy like Trincao and you go out and you have a performance like you had when you come on against Chelsea at the weekend, then you come to a game against City midweek and he sticks you back in the bench and you're going, "What do you want me to do here?" You know, guys become disinterested because no matter what they do, they're not getting a look in either way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think so. It's just it's, it's just strange the way they. I don't know. Sometimes sometimes I look at Wolves and I look at some of the firepower they have and some of the talent they have and I, I often wonder why they don't set up potentially in a 4-3-3 because they have guys who can break fast and move the ball around and yeah. I just don't understand it. It's a weird one for me why they play so at times so blunt or so fearful or something like that. You know what I mean? Look yeah. at how they played last night trying to hold the ball up and they get their absolute backside wiped. You know what I mean? It's just... Well, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a fear of, you know, going out and Obviously, getting BLs—it sort of thing. You know what I mean? That like you're so open, but I don't think. I think at times you've got to be brave and you've got to leave yourself, you know, an opportunity to win games rather than just hanging on in games. Well, I especially think, in a game like that. I mean, they're still trying to push for a European spot. They were, <clears throat> you know. So. Yeah, and now listen, it's not the the City game's not the game where they're going to get get Europa League or Europa Conference. You know what I mean? That would be done over different games. They would expect to lose against City and. You know, City obliged three. But if it's your third last game of the season, you know, and everyone else around just kind of cementing their positions at some point, you know what I mean? You, you have to take a risk. You have to go, yeah, it is City. And if we're going to get slapped up 5-1 or whatever it is, or 4-1 or whatever it is, we may as well get slapped up 8-1. It doesn't really matter, like, at this stage. I, I, like, I get that. But I think, 
you set a precedent then, don't you, that, you know, maybe we go out at times and we get slapped up a few times. And that's difficult to, <clears throat> you know, that can be a cultural thing then where guys feel like, well, I did it in that game. But they're you coming know, off but, the back of a great draw against Chelsea. You know what I mean? And, and like, if you're yeah, saying so, they're looking at the City okay. game, you know, that's not the place to pick up points. Then that's okay. fine. Go okay, for it. Okay, but how do they play against Chelsea? The same way they played against City. So it's yeah, not but like, not, yeah, but you know, yeah, but what happens is yeah, but what happened was they kept themselves in the game till that point till seventy minutes, and yes. then they floated, then they floated forward. If you remember, and took control so, of the game. Yeah, so that was obviously their game plan last night, but it just yeah, didn't pan out that way because City came out were too good, and when somebody's too good, there's not much you can do, you know. True. What are you thinking here? Wolves win. Oh yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think Wolves um, two two nil. Two nil. Everton versus Brentford. Um, an interesting Super Sunday. I feel like this could be a really tough game for Everton. Really, really tough game. Um, I think I know Brentford won there last year, if I remember rightly. Um, and I think, you know, they're still struggling for goal, Everton, aren't they? Yeah. I think, you know, Calvert-Lewin, they brought Calvert-Lewin on last night. And I think Damari Gray had a couple of opportunities and so did Charleston and I think Ben Foster ended up just having one of those nights and keeping absolutely everything out. Now, he's done it before and, and, he, and he managed to roll the years back last night and do it again. But I, um, <clears throat> I think this could be, <clears throat> excuse me, this could be quite an, an open game on Sunday. But I don't think Brentford are going to keep things too tight. I think you're going to see Tony and Visa and Wemo and Christian Eriksen, you know. And mm. I think there could be a few goals in this. But if I'm looking at it, from a point of view of which team would I back to score more goals, I'd probably back Brentford. Mm. I'm, think, I'm thinking this is going to be a damn squid. I think Everton will just pull this down into the mire and they'll just say it out. And I'm thinking like a nil-nil or a one-all or something. Because they, they probably only need a point at this stage, don't they? A point well, to deal with them at home. This, well, the last couple of games at home, they've they've gone out and, and beaten teams one-nil. So, I mean, that's got to be that's got to be at the forefront, hasn't it? That one nil to Everton. Did mm. beat United like that as well, didn't they? Mm. Um, who did beat last weekend like that as well? Did beat, beat, beat someone else at home one nil. Um, and yeah, so I, you know, I can. I Chelsea could was it Chelsea? No, it wasn't Chelsea. Chelsea beat them. Sorry, yeah. Um, yeah. Chelsea beat them. Um, yeah. Listen, I, I, I think, yeah, we. I was, I was going to side with, you know, what I got one one because I was. I was kind of side with Brentford and then looking at looking at Everton's recent history there at Goodison. It's been a couple of 1-0 wins that put them in good stead. Let's let's go with um let's go with 1-1. Yeah, sounds about right. Into Monday, Newcastle versus Arsenal. <clears throat> Massive game now in the top four race. This is a big banana skin. And my my prediction here is that Arsenal are going to slip. Badly on this banana skin at Newcastle. Um, I think the Newcastle game is the tougher game. Obviously, the home home to Everton the following week. Everton could be safe. They're at home at the Emirates. Life could be golden. But I think this Newcastle game is huge for them. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I know Newcastle are on the back of a couple of difficult defeats. You know, City obviously and and uh, and Liverpool as well. You know, but. I think Newcastle, I don't think Eddie will want to finish the season like that. We think Eddie will want to set a little marker down and say, listen, lads, we're going to go out and we're going to really stick it up to Arsenal here. You know, I, I expect to see Trippier, I expect to, expect to see Target, 
Joe Linton, Wood. I, I think he'll roll absolutely everything out this weekend mm. on this Monday night. And I think Newcastle will get something out of this. And I think they'll get enough and it'll cost Arsenal a Champions League spot. Um, think Newcastle will get the win? Could do, couldn't it? They're going to be missing. They're going to be missing holding now. Obviously, there's an issue with Ben White because he's on the bench tonight. He's on the bench tonight. He's going to have to play the week. He's going to have to play on Monday night. Obviously, I I'll go two two. Two two. Yeah, because I suppose by the time we run around to Monday, Spurs could be two points ahead, couldn't they? Because they're playing Burnley on the Sunday. Spurs are playing Burnley on. They're the one Sunday. behind. Spurs. They're going to be one behind after tonight. That's right. So so they'll be they'll be two ahead, and Arsenal will be looking up at them. Arsenal, I think they'll drop a couple of points and then it'll be down to Spurs to beat Norwich on the last day of the season, which they'll do blindfolded. I yeah, imagine. So, so your prediction then for Spurs getting the fourth spot is is, is a, a yeah. very good call actually looking at the way those fixtures are going to pan out. Yeah, and, and it's listen, it's just look at the draw. Everyone plays two games against everyone throughout the whole season. But when those games come can be vitally important, like when you're away at Newcastle or like when you're and I'm, and I'm kind of thinking when you're playing Everton on the last day as well, you've got that Lampard factor there as well, the Chelsea connection. Absolutely. He's, he's going to want to put the boys out and stuff like that as well. You know what I mean? So, of course he is. Yeah, absolutely. Tuesday then, Southampton versus Liverpool. Yeah, listen, this will be, this will be, uh, you know, Liverpool trying to keep the pressure on, obviously. Um, pending, and I, pending the West Ham game, this could be meaningless. Uh, yeah, yeah, could be. In reality. It, it could be, but I'd still expect them to put their best foot forward, you know. Yeah. Um. Now, listen, I know what you're saying. Um. If, if there's if they're beaten, if sorry, if if City beat West Ham, it means that you know, as you say, it's it's almost meaningless, and uh, and then he might decide to start resting players up for the Champions League final. Yeah, that, that would be that would that would be my thinking because. Yeah. In reality, oh, whether you lose by three points or you lose by goal difference or whatever it is, you know what I mean? The reality is if you lose, you lose. Yeah, I I, I think I think this well, I don't think this will be a dead rubber. And I think he's gonna send something out to, to try and you know make a statement and close the gap. Uh, and I think he'll go with Diaz and Mane and Salah, and he'll go with uh, you know Fabinho and Thiago and all the boys and and I think he'll I think he'll do Southampton. 3-0 okay I'll be happy with that pending the West Ham game well great having you on again this is our match week 37 the penultimate week in the Premier League Premier League preview an awful feeling isn't it it's been a belter of a season I have to say it really, really has, has been a belter of a season it's as an advertisement for the Premier League it's been absolutely outstanding and it'll be interesting to say in the summer when we start doing our transfer shows, what's going to change with these teams. Everyone's going to have to bridge that gap with City. Well, I mean, there's, and there's so much happening already. You know, obviously, you know, you've got the likes of Alvarez and Haaland, you know, pretty much done and dusted. You've got Villa with Coutinho. Um, I, see, I see tonight now Lewandowski telling Munich he doesn't want to stay. Uh, he won't be signing a new extension and he'd like to join Barca this summer. Like, I mean, these are this is huge, you know. This is mm-hmm. absolutely huge. Wouldn't surprise uh, us if Lewandowski ended up in the Premier League. Wouldn't surprise me if I'm honest, you know, and 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 yeah, look, there's just so much going on. There's obviously a lot of talk today of um of Frankie De Jong as well. Yeah. Um obviously coming to United and stuff, and it's just like it's the ball has really got rolling early on this. Typically yeah. things can be slow to 
to, to get started, but not this year, by the looks of it. Everybody seems to, or, or anybody underneath City and Liverpool seems to want to get the, the ball rolling very quickly on this, you know? Including City and Liverpool. <laughs> well, well you, you boys haven't done a whole lot yet, have you? Well, I think uh, Carvalho is now down all right, and I think that oh, show many that show many deal is proceeding really quick as far as I heard. And then you've City with Haaland, and they're bringing in Julian Alvarez. He's nailed yeah, him down it, in January and stuff. So looks like looks like Gabriel Jesus is is Arsenal bound. Yeah. So like, does it does gonna be like these uh, these squads are gonna look could look very very different come mm. come August, couldn't they? Absolutely. As always, folks, drop your picks down in the comments there. Let us know what you think. We will be back again on Monday with the mashup to review all these results. And we will be back with you again real soon. Cheers, Dazzler. Thanks, pal.